Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Having spent better than 30 years of my life as a lawyer, when I first read this morning's gospel lesson, I was struck by the word, therefore. For you see, I've spent years giving testimony and engaging in debates, and when I hear the word, therefore, I assume what I'm about to hear is a summation, a closing argument, if you will. So it seemed reasonable to me to assume that these four verses were going to sum up what had gone before and answer the question, Jesus asks, what is the kingdom of God like? For those of you who have completed an exegesis paper for one of our Bible faculty, you will recognize this as a question of boundaries and placement. And there is general agreement among Lucan scholars that this passage is part of the lengthy 10-chapter journey narrative, a journey more theological than geographical, in which, according to Luke Timothy Johnson, the prophet Jesus is forming the people of God. And a part of Luke's story of that formation is the placement of the kingdom parables of mustard seed and yeast immediately after the story of a controversial healing. Now there's wide acknowledgement among scholars that there is a connection between these two passages, although as Francois Bovan puts it, you may search the chapter in vain to find any obvious thread tying them together. So if he's right and there is no obvious tie between these two passages, how exactly are we supposed to figure out what a tiny seed tossed into a garden, a small amount of yeast mixed into a lot of flour, and the healing of a bent-over woman have to do with each other and how in the world they sum up the kingdom of God. Confused yet? Well, welcome to the upside-down world of Christian discipleship as Luke paints it. This is a gospel in which, as Sharon Ringy says, categories of strong and weak, rich and poor, insider and outsider, subject and object are overturned in the service of the evangelist's desire to demonstrate God's sovereignty over every aspect of human life. In fact, in the Old Testament, you knew I would get the Old Testament in here somehow, the kingdom does not refer to some supernatural place or future age in which God's will prevails, but rather states as a fact that all creation is always and already under God's rule. Turning back to our text and the events that precede it, we find Jesus standing in a synagogue on a Sabbath, surrounded by a crowd who have come to hear him teach interrupted by the appearance of a woman so crippled that she is unable to stand up straight, he calls her to him, declares her set free of her ailment. And as she is lifting her voice to praise God, a synagogue official appears and condemns Jesus' act as work, something forbidden 
on the Sabbath. Jesus offers him a pointed and potent response when he says, even the ox and the donkey are set free from their bonds on the Sabbath. In this moment, we see Jesus is as concerned about straightening out bent consciences as straightening up bent backs. When he resumes teaching, despite the narrator's insertion of therefore, Jesus seems to have changed the subject. He speaks not of freedom or Sabbath obligations, but of familiar things, growing seeds and rising bread dough. And he uses them to create one of those moments of Lucan reversal. Jesus uses a mustard seed and yeast as part of a description of the kingdom of God. But what we need to see is that they alone are not the kingdom. Jesus places the mustard seed in the hands of a man who tosses it into his garden, where it grows into a mighty plant, where birds find shelter for their nests. He places the yeast in the hands of a woman who hides it in three measures of flour, enough flour to develop bread dough that would feed more than 100 people. Now, neither of these things represents any major event. Even the preceding healing is miraculous, but not of earth-shaking consequence. But it is these actions that we need to be focused on if we want to grasp the whole story. For you see, the seed and the yeast and the healing are not themselves the kingdom, but God is present in them. And like the person and ministry of Jesus, they offer the promise of what could be, the hope of what could come, the future of the coming of the kingdom. For what the kingdom of God is like is the unnamed man and woman who need and plant, the anonymous woman who lifts her head and then raises her voice in praise. Their actions, their stories, are the coming of the kingdom of God on earth. And each and every day, you and I have the opportunity to join our actions and our stories to theirs. What is important in these troubling and troubled times is to continue to do everything we can in each and every moment to make sure that the seed sprouts, the bread dough rises, and the bent is made straight. So my friends, let us join together in praise of the God who does indeed reign in this world and then go back out to plant seeds, to share bread, and to bring healing to all we meet. I guess that about sums it up. Amen.